I want to I want to preface this episode by saying that um, I think a few weeks ago I was the subject to a disinformation campaign <laughs> on Twitter, uh, and by that I mean I saw some shit on the internet and believed it intuitively, not, <laughs> not thinking that anyone would ever ever lie to me, um, especially and, the internet. Yeah, no. Everyone is you. You legally have to tell me if you're a cop on the internet. <laughs> you legally have. It's to tell me a that. fucking law. Um, but <clears throat> I I saw a tweet that said that they were renaming the J Edgar Hoover uh, FBI Center for 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 good cops uh, to <laughs> the the Fred Hampton Center for Restorative Justice. <laughs> Uh, which uh, it was I, an onion article. I don't know how you thought that how was did like you a real think thing. That was, that was an onion uh, article. You kidding me? All right, but you did not. That's mean, ridiculous. That okay, all right. Information. But, hey, hey, to start off, with, <laughs> I was reading an hey, onion article. Hey, hey, history will exonerate me because <laughs> deadline. Maybe <laughs> dead on on deadline last month. Ted Johnson's reporter said that Judas and the Black Messiah revives a bill to remove J. Edgar Hoover's name from the FBI building, uh, and it was spearheaded by Tennessee Rep. Stephen Cohen. So, <laughs> which which is funny because like if if you I if, saw that if you saw you if you watched this film and you were like you you know what you know what the real problem is just a few bad apples we need to we need to rename this building <laughs> and, and that'll and that'll do everything it's the know. major pr work it's, yeah. the, it's you know it's the Ooh, it's the new age buddy. man it's the new age america Re- rename the building and uh yeah, that's much better than any sort of sensitivity trading that well, you could have done. With I'm glad. Well, I'm just. I, I'm glad that the government could acknowledge that Fred Hampton was real now because of Judas and the Black Messiah. Because it's not real until Hollywood makes some money off of it. Absolutely. Right. Then they have to. He wasn't a real himself, boy so. until this movie came out. <laughs> he has been fully solidified now as a real person. Thank you to the elites of Hollywood. Thanks, and, Hollywood. Yeah, slowly but surely. Like I feel like the one thing that they have yet to come to terms with and that the movie did not help with, honestly, mm. is that that was a child. That was yes. a little boy. Yes. 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 That was a little boy, and they saw a grown man. Yeah. That, yeah. That, that's and, something we can get to. We can get into. And yeah, we're going to get there. We gonna but get that, there. That's gonna definitely get there. something that I was like talking about. We're going to get yeah. there. We're going to get Uh, greetings, comrades. You're listening to the Ghost Kino podcast, uh, which is a show about cinema, socialism, and shit posting. I I do the order different every time. Shit posting's always the best. It's the trifecta. Good. It's the holy trinity of cinema of of a uh, life of uh, of living in Brooklyn. Apparently. Of living in Brooklyn. The, the triumvirate is, is, is socialism, cinema, and shit posting. I'm one of your esteemed uh, hosts and armchair revolutionaries, Connor Beckett. Joined as always uh, by my guests uh, Astro and Era, who I will. Uh, 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 you're just cringing I'll, into yourself. I right? love the the. Cho- we will get into this later. The choice of words for your for yeah. your self title. <laughs> yeah, I've noticed you you keep calling us guests, but, but we have uh, 
we have a, a good friend of mine on the show today, a, an incredible actor, an activist, educator, an artist, above all else. We have Malik Childs here on the show. Yeah. Hey, what's up? Malik, Malik was the one who first... Uh, in like told you were the first person to tell me about this movie back in the summer mm-hmm. when we were on set. Yeah, we watched like, the trailer. Yeah, and I just remember just being absolutely fucking like amped. Hooked. Like Hooked. that trailer was so fucking good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I uh, yeah, this film. I mean, well, we'll get we get into the film. We could talk about the Oscars for a second, like you said we would. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ, uh, we got a whole other show. All right, on that. yeah, yeah. Uh, well, today's show's about uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. If you haven't inferred it already, but um, for a second, uh, Astro and I w- wanted to talk about. Uh, we can talk about the Oscars in a wider sense, but there's just one facet of the Oscars that uh, Astro and I. The, need to we got inspired by the Oscars, so we decided as a as a podcast. We have created an exclusive Ghost Kino NFT of Fred Hampton that we're offering after the show. And um, you just have to type in the code. And the code is your social security number. The last four digits only. But once you get that, you can get your very own NFT of Fred Hampton. And uh, because that that truly means that the the true way of memorializing somebody who's passed away and had such a great impact on a culture and society is to make a uh, piece of digital capitalistic art. Of really, really speaking truth to power by owning a non-fungible yeah. token. I think a non-fuckable token. A non-fuckable <laughs> token. By the way, uh, oh my god! Now that, that, we no, the Oscars was like. The most insulting shit to Chadwick Boseman, like I had seen. Like, yeah, you know, it's like, they had exploited his death. Like it was very odd. So much reviews. It was so. It was so weird. Yeah. I don't know. It just well, made, made me like very uncomfortable. Just like it feels like um, Hollywood is just falling off a cliff right now and just digging it with anything. I mean, yeah. It can. I feel like before something like dies out, it like got that last jerk of like life mm-hmm. and like i think i hope i hope that's what we're seeing is like, it was so. like the death rattle yeah. of the Oscars, yeah yeah I re- the, it was I in hope, a fucking train well, did station did you see the number <laughs> did, have you seen the numbers of the the viewership in the past like five years yeah it's gone down to, yeah from like, from like 30 percent to like eight percent this year yeah like, like absolutely yeah. like it is like well, i do think it's like, a negative i do think in the next like probably five to ten years the oscars it will not be a thing are really just god willing to, man it i don't think i think it'll always be a thing but i do not think it'll be the event that it as is. far as like the credibility that exactly comes along and i don't that. i think it'll just be like no one really cares it, it will remind, yep. i feel like it'll be a lot like um like the Grammys a lot. Like I mean, like the Grammys matter to some artists, but like if you talk to like any working musician or like even like indie artists or like really like artists who are trying to do their shit, nobody who's a serious musician really gives a shit about the Grammys. Like the yeah. Grammys are, are it's very well it's known that it's a popularity contest at this point. Yeah, no, no serious musician really <laughs> takes the Grammys seriously. But I feel like in film it's different. Where like. The Oscars are this very singular, like prestigious award, and it feels like with and filmmakers at least, like it's the only time they like, especially like directors and like the makers of movies. It's the only time to really kind of get some kind of spotlight, and it sucks that it's just just this capitalistic, just self indulgent, uh, occult ritual ceremony. Oh, I was just gonna say it's uh, well, f- well, first. 
Hello, uh, my name is Era. Oh my God, yeah, we were cause... still in introductions. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. At a certain point, I was just like, you know what? We passed it. I I, I introduced myself. I'm Malik's been introduced. Oh my God. Like, there, there we go. <laughs> Whatever. Astro Era. Y'all y'all do what you want to no, do. No, no, no. Go on. Hello, listeners, friends, comrades, uh, enemies, friends. Romans. <laughs> Romans yeah. Fuck, <laughs> fuck boys. Fuck girls. <laughs> Shit posters. Uh, well, we I think we covered to, all the genders. Right yeah, clear. Yeah, there's only like seven. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's interesting, Astro. That you said in the last five years that the Oscar viewership has gone down because I was looking. Like one of my friends tweeted, uh, "You know, was this the worst Oscars?" And it's up there. But oh, yeah. it's definitely like up. the last from what I. I haven't even um, I haven't seen anything of them. I have only seen like about yeah. what happened and just reading it. Yeah, I'm like it's it's unbearable. It was a shit out. show. Yeah, um, and but like the last four have been really shitty. Oh yeah, like it just gets progressively shittier each I, year. Yeah, I mean like. It, it was like epitomized with the 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 La La Land Moonlight goof. Ugh. Like that shit. Yep. Was, that was it. That, that was the beginning. That was awesome though. That was that was, was, that was such that an was, awesome was, moment. Was such was, a great. That was one of the few the moments culture. where I was like, I love this. Like thank God. It felt like America, and I loved it. Like, it, <laughs> I loved it. it was like it made me one moment for like one moment. I was like. Things can be cool in this world, like oh, especially like I had such a, a vendetta against La La Land when it was out. Well, no, no, no. Like, I thought you liked. I thought you I, I did La La enjoy. Like it was a good movie, but I had a huge vendetta against it that wasn't related to it as a piece of art, but it was purely related to my roommate was obsessed with it, and every uh, fucking okay. morning I heard the fucking music of it. It was like ba -ba, he acted, ba -ba, it, ba -ba, he acted like. like it, he acted like he had never seen a good movie before, and like I was just like, like or like a movie that was like above a six, and I'm like, oh my god, like bro, it's an alright, like the music's okay, like it's whatever. But every morning I listened to it, and he was like so amped on it, like he's like, it's the best movie ever, and he was so amped for it to win Best Picture, and I wanted it to lose so bad. And not only did it lose, but it lost in the most humiliating way. Humiliating. I just, I just, I, I reveled in that. Astro, for some reason, when you were talking about your roommate waking up in the morning listening to the La La Land uh, soundtrack, I just, I just imagined them as like being up all night and just like railing coke, and then you play that intro song. Da 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 da. da no, da, that like, that dude did not. That was a that was a straight as an arrow kid. That was like he was a, he was a, he like I, he drank. He drank stout beer, and that was it. He was a fucking a French horn player. This is but this is such a micro microaggression to this film that we were like, okay, this week we're talking about Judas and the Black Messiah. I know, right? And we spent and the first five minutes talking about fucking so 2016. <laughs> the Oscars. Judas uh, and the Black Messiah, though. Back uh, to the Oscars. I was like thinking about like who's the main character of this film, and like I was I was going back and forth between like Lakeith Stanfield and. Um, Daniel Kaluuya, but I definitely think Lakeith Stanfield. Like it ends up, I mean, it's Judas and the Black Messiah. It's it's, it's yeah, it's yeah. it's right. it's Lakeith yeah. Stanfield's story. Yeah, yeah, that was definitely it, yeah, yeah. And I agree with that one. I agree with that one. Yeah, but it was still odd, like to see that uh, Kaluuya is nominated as best supporting actor for this. Right? Was that was that the category he was nominated in? Or? Yeah, I mean, you have to. Have, there's only you can only. I think the Academy. It's like you can only have one lead actor in a movie. Yeah, and so it's like they have some weird ass criteria of like 
what's a lead actor or whatever compared to like yeah. support and like in the context of the film, I do think like, I would consider if you had to narrow it down to one, I would consider the Keith is the. It's a really actor. dumb role, like rule though. Like I mean, oh, it's, you, I mean, it's a dumb so rule no, that absolutely. like it's a dumb rule. Everything's arbitrary. Yeah. It's a dumb rule, in my opinion, that the um, category is separated by gender or sex. Like it's yeah. just like, yeah. it's just like let let everybody compete with each. Like let it be about like it's like. I feel like with like it feels like sometimes like with best actress care uh, category it's just or f- what is it female actor now and it's female actor now yeah it's like whatever is wow. politically Somehow correct or whatever where it feels oh, like yeah. it feels like well that was really good for a girl like that's what it feels like with that <laughs> yeah and it's just like I want to start I've judging. always felt this like actor it's, we're all just actors mm-hmm. yeah and that, yeah and yeah. it's just like and it's just like let. I want to see Meryl Streep and Daniel Day-Lewis deck it out with fucking Viola Davis and Physically. shit. Like, just like... Yeah. I want to see... I want to see yes. uh, Meryl come back, come from behind with the chair. I want, with the I chair? Want, I, want, I want Sunday Viola Night Smackdown uh, on that it's, stage. What was that, Malik? No, I said Viola, boy. Oh, Viola. Just like... Yeah, I just always... I just like from the jump, like... I don't know, like... Let's... Fuck it. I feel like we still teetering around starting to talk about this film. Mm-hmm. So I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. I loved it flat out. Like it had my attention from yeah. the get go. Mm-hmm. Like it had me. It had me. And like just to resume from what I was saying earlier, mm-hmm. it's just like I don't know, Hollywood like the like finds a way, like pushing this film to this like if if it finds a way to not tell the truth. Mm-hmm. Like in a way. And the fact that like like when all that shit started like like he was seventeen, sixteen. Yeah. Like that's a that's that's a kid. Yeah. Yeah. That's like Micaiah Bryant who just got killed yeah. by the mm-hmm. police. Yeah. Like like that that that's the impact that film should have had if they want to tell the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Like that- and so, and I'm getting down to like a pure artistry point now. Yeah. yeah. Like, I know you got to sell it and like, you got to be like, yeah, this is Daniel Kaluuya. This is Lakeith Stanfield. But like, mm-hmm. this shit is getting out of hand with people overselling these films. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm a, I'm, 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 I'm going to say this point and then I'm going to just shut up right now. But just like, <laughs> but just like with my Randy Black Bottom, like, mm-hmm. like that was big cap. Like that was like a lot. Like you, you already sold it by saying Denzel directing it. Yeah, you already sold it by saying Viola Davis is starring in it. Yeah, yeah. now you throw him like, like like you don't need you don't need to. Yeah, exactly. Like like so we're just like are we? Of course, like it's just like hanging on by his bootstraps, like mm-hmm. desperately. But like, I mean, I fuck, like, I, I still fucked with it. <laughs> but it's just like yeah, yeah. Let's do uh, we'll do a round robin of initial impressions. Astra, you take. Well, it away. Uh, that was like something, and like you can you can attest this, Connor. Like something like. There was like probably five or six times throughout this movie where I was like, "This dude is twenty, like twenty one when he died," and like during those yeah. last scenes, I was like, "This dude is twenty one," yep. and like I didn't. I, I definitely feel like if you didn't know that fact, watching this film, you wouldn't have gotten that impression. Like right. I wish that right. I wish we could have seen more with um him and his mother because yeah. I felt like that would have really like the showing their relationship and like. Would have showed that you. That would have really shown how young and powerful this man was. Yeah. Yeah. Because like that's like, it's in. Because like that's the thing you have to remember yourself is that the FBI wanted this fucking teenager dead. Like that's how dangerous they considered. Like, wow. Him. How powerful. 
Yeah. Like, I, that's, it's absolutely just mind-boggling. And I feel like if the film, addressed, like, had that, that layer to it, like, it would have been, like, as you said, like, a lot more truthful to, like, what is going on with it. But I did feel that, um, I thought Daniel Kaluuya in that role was just spectacular. Phenomenal. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, incredible. I thought, phenomenal. like, I mean, I forgot, like, I, he just disappears into it. Like, yep. I feel like yep. I'm watching. Yep. He brings back to life. Like, there's so many um, lines of dialogue that he has that are directly from so many different Fred Hampton speeches and yeah. talks. And like, yeah. when he's yeah. talking, it's, just, it's just like, oh my god, I I feel like I feel like I'm seeing. You're something. conjuring this person right now. It, yeah. it feels real. It feels yeah. real. It doesn't feel like he's just trying to get clout or feel make nope. himself feel cool or nope. pump up his ego. Like nope. it really. He really disappeared and nope. let his ego go with it. And it was, yeah. I thought it was absolutely, absolutely. incredible. Beautiful. So I'm glad he got... Did he get the Oscar for it? Yes. I'm glad he did. Yeah. I'm so well, glad deserved. he did. Yeah, yeah, me yeah, too. He deserved me too. Like, so it was glad. right. Yeah, he deserved that. Yeah. I think to like just circle back to what both Malik and Astro were saying in that regard and like, looking at Hampton's age and uh, just in the context of like history as well as this film too, like not only to have that level of perceived danger by the FBI at that age, but also to speak in a political rhetoric um, that, you know, it's like that. So that, you know, was not, was not president in America at the time at that level, but also like to this day, you don't have anybody speaking about proletariat with that level of acclaim. He was people, so, people run for the fucking hills. He was so fucking smart. Yeah. He was so fucking yes. smart. Yes. And it just boggles my mind. Like, he when he talks, I forget how like even like his the videos yeah. of him in real life, I forget how old he was. Because yeah. when he talks, he talks like a like a grown man that a lives wise and saw man. all of this. Yeah, and it's just it it's it's it, it's overwhelming almost. Yeah, to just and, just see this was all contained in such a young person. And yeah. and to that end, um, obviously, I think like. We understand that the Hampton family was involved um, in a consultative yes. capacity with this film, yeah. which is good because, you know, uh, I, thought that was cool. we, I mean, we, mm-hmm. we, we're only four episodes in and I think we've all kind of set our piece like shitting on like just the liberal qualities of Hollywood and its ability to like whitewash like any sort of any, anything sure. that's perceived as remotely radical. Mm-hmm. But, the, but they're like and I'm not saying that this film is like perfect in that regard but i will say that specifically like letting uh, as you're saying kaluuya speak through hampton's words as dialogue and preserving that speech preserving that oral tradition if you will of like black socialist thought in america um and not dumbing that shit down uh you know i was i was surprised the level of like like how radical this film could be for um for something of its like caliber in production you know because usually like i don't know i feel like obviously the drama is the is the main cell <clears throat> for a film like this unfortunately uh the interpersonal drama yeah. um that said there were so many good nuggets of ideology that sweet yeah. sweet socialist ideology you know that yeah. what we what we've what we as socialists have had to subliminally um put under the surface in american media for years um mm-hmm. and then get caught by McCarthy um, Hollywood blacklist like you know this is there's there's no subversion here it's a right off right on top we won baby that's what I wanted to say we don't have we don't have to be sublim we don't need to say uh, you don't need to pl- you don't have to play uh, backwards audio of, of communism is good underneath the Beatles song anymore like uh, yeah I think that's um, and 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 you know to that ends like 
probably couldn't have made this film before last year. I would, or like, I mean, I know it's been in production. Honestly, for a while, I don't like, think he could have made this. I don't think he could have made this film. Like, honestly, even like, <clears throat> I would say probably before like 2018 or 17. Yeah. Like, and it's unfortunate because it's just like, I don't know. It's just, it's frustrating that I feel like Hollywood more than more so than like almost any other medium of art is so behind politically where it's like, what is acceptable to be shown to a, a, to a mainstream audience? Like if you like listen back to like music from the sixties, like people like artists, like, like Jefferson airplane and like fucking funkadelic and shit are talking about these radical politics and shit like that. Like this, these radical politics are not new in mediums like literature or, or theater or music, but film, this shit only seems like it exists like on a very, very underground low budget level until as, as of recently. And it's like, Mm -hmm. it's not like saying like, you know, Hollywood, I feel like this is probably like the most, radical film i have seen of a big budget film in a long time this is not the most radical film i have seen of recent times but it's of the budgetary like level i would say like this is probably like an a like would you say daniel cullen a level or a A list yeah a list oh yeah like this is an a list film. absolutely i would say this is an a list film and it's like to see a film of the of this uh, not just like politics from a leftist but just from like you know just the social justice standpoint of just displaying this figure and being a little bit more open about the government's role in the uh, blatant warfare committed against black people and black activists and black radical leaders in this country I think is a step I feel like you know it's something it's nice to see at least a little bit like it's like like it was interesting to me because like um the the detective, the FBI detective that works with uh, Lucky Stanfield, who's Jesse played, O'Neill's character, yeah, who plays a just a piece of shit in every single movie he does. <laughs> I feel so bad for that actor. Except, probably... except as a like this teenager in Friday Night Lights, who like oh my God. always yeah. gets the shit. Who in that show literally is like the nerd and like it's the shit end of the stick. He's, he's played like with the for the quarterback. past like five years though. He's just played shit. But he's been bad. shitty. He was yeah. like in Breaking. He was like a neo-Nazi in Breaking Bad. Like yeah. just yeah. the evilest of the evil. And like I feel like yeah. he's probably a nice guy. But <laughs> but he, yeah. it's interesting because he says he worked on the uh, the case of the students getting killed by the Klan in Mississippi. The Mississippi, and then which was there was another film made called Mississippi Burning. That depict that was a depiction of those events that the de- 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 the um, FBI person said he was involved in, and that film was like incredibly like of the mind of like the perspective that the U.S. government and the FBI had civil rights like in their best intentions because it's all about how the FBI guys go down in Mississippi to find the the Klansmen that killed these activists, and like that's the whole narrative. And it's interesting that like the detective when trying to like justify the shit to the Keith Stanfield is like, no, like we care about civil rights. See, like I helped on this case and shit, which another movie in the past was like law. It won Oscars and shit. And that was like the big movie. And now this film is being made, which is like the other end of that. Cause he said, cause he said that he said the line after that, he said, this is the other side of that coin. 
Yeah. Yes. And that, and it's just like, that is very true where it is the other side of that coin where it's like, this is what the FBI, he, he is telling the truth on that in a very twisted way where this is what the FBI, the FBI squashes the Klan, not because they care about racism, but they care about vigilantism. And the same way that the, the FBI clamps down on the Black Panthers. It's the idea that there is no public interest at all, but it's, it's purely self-interest. What about the FBI? I am the FBI. So, yeah, Aaron, yeah. I'm, curious to, I'm curious to hear more about what you thought of this. Yeah, so, God, uh, I could not get enough of this movie i remember sometime in the summer as like i vividly remember waking up and um you know usually like when i wake up i always check my phone and twitter was like buzzing about this trail like judas and the black man i'm like all right like what is this and i watched the trailer and i was just like enthralled Mm -hmm. i was like fuck yes i am so ready for this and uh and sitting down and watching it like we watched it the day it came out and i continued to like what like i watched it a few times after like by myself because um it's just really fucking amazing and i remember like right before sitting down watching it though you know like as hyped up and all the reviews were coming in and like you know all that good stuff was was uh you know i was reading about all that hearing about all this good stuff you know there's always any time uh when it comes to like political films or bios or what like real things that um historical movies or or stuff that like shape kind of how movies are made going forward there's always like this tinge of like uh, like hopefully this is as great as like I think it's going to be and as people are saying it is like there's that little just like kind of check and uh, throughout the entire movie it was just like amazed <clears throat> like I could not believe um, yeah just the fact that I was like this movie was made and we were watching it um, you know there's a lot of uh, there's which we will probably get into in a bit, but there's like some some va- very valid criticisms and some very like totally not valid like what the fuck are you trying to say <laughs> criticisms? Yeah. For example, uh, and we touched on this too, like with the Academy conversation, like supporting actor or lead actor, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you know this s- story is about the informant this story is uh william o'neill's story uh we're brought into his world his perspective and i think it's important um to remember that what a, and what a hellish world yeah christ like, well I yeah just, i mean i just like all the cards at uh, the title cards at the end had no idea like i knew he I knew he had died like in the 80s or 90s. Had no idea he committed suicide the, the night of or the night after like yeah, like nope. the eyes on the prize came out. Yep. 
Oh my god! Like you that, that I mean, like I'm not surprised though. Like that's what I'm saying because all I could think watching this whole movie was, I would hate myself to the day I died for this show. Yeah, like how do you how do you like, how can you live I, I with yourself yourselves. to the day I died? Yeah, how do you live? Like like God, like at the end when like. Like okay, this is, I mean, I guess this is like a spoiler alert, but it's also just history. Hey, just but like uh, at the end when he's, out if when you don't want to like, yeah, just just leave. When he no. breaks it to him that like he thinks that this is done now that Fred Hampton's dead and shit, and he's like, oh no, you're going back, and he's just like, what? Yeah, and he like yeah. he can't even rest. Like it's yeah. just like he is in this hell yeah. for the rest of his life, no matter what. And well, I think like. <laughs> Um, I mean, it's very spooky, uh, how the film, like, it's, it's spooky because the film doesn't really, uh, make up the parts that really draw a lot of Christ-like parallels between, like, the story of Fred Hampton's demise and Christ's betrayal. And, like, the, it's very spooky because, like, the elements that it leaves out only make it more alike. And it's just, like, and it's, like, that was what was so, I feel like some people might watch this film and think, like, some certain aspects of the story are too, or over-dramatized and stuff. And it's, like, really, it's not. Like, it's really, like, it's really as tragic and as it is just brutal as it is. And um, I think... I really, I really am, um, I think the character of the informant, William, deserve, like, is somebody worthy, his character, not just his character, but who he is as a person, deserves more analysis than just the base level of that this man is, a, like, a rat or something like that. Yeah, definitely. And Absolutely. I think that this film really... I think if that's your take, that. I think if that's your takeaway of it, I think you're not thinking hard enough about what is really happening. How hard and how really yes. fucked up this like thing is. Like yes. this, this character essentially is being held hostage by the state. There's no freedom. There's, There's no in like- no, saying you either do this or spend the rest of your life in jail. Where pro- probably he would die. Well, it's scary too because he's like they the way in which um his choices are presented it uh you know quote unquote like jail time versus you know freedom like it's really like slavery a versus slavery b Mm -hmm. exactly and it's and, and the way in which like um just you know like it's very analogous to well not very but like in some ways um yeah like how controlling the state is he has no freedom of movement uh like sure he's getting paid but it's really uh he's forced to do something that i mean i can't imagine the circumstances and he's very much a slave. Yeah, I would definitely say so. I wanted to circle in era specifically on what you were saying about control, power, um, vis-a-vis the state, um, specifically in this. Like, I was thinking about like you know Will, uh, Bill O'Neill's relationship to his FBI informant, uh, which, by the way, just is like a fun sort of 
break the tension for a little bit. Astro brought up something when we were watching this film, which is that uh, they themselves could not be an FBI informant, something I agree with 100% because I'd just be responding to the wrong fucking name. Uh, oh yeah, I like, just don't, I I couldn't be an informant if I tried. Like I'm just so stupid. Like I forget. I'm too emotional. I, I, I would lose my cool. I, li- I whenever I whenever I lie, I always like I'm like I like giggle to myself. I'd be like, he'd be like, oh yeah, I'd be like, yo, we have a rat here. I'd be like, a rat? Who could that be? Wow, you should keep looking. Like that would be me. So I couldn't even do it. Like Astro. I mean, like. They'd be like, they'd have a wire on me, and the FBI would be like, day one, be like, get this fucker out of here. Get this fucker. Put him in jail. Like, this is going to make shit worse. Ask me if I'm a cop real quick. Are you a cop? No. (laughs) No. Maybe. 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 Um, But, okay. Uh, (laughs) The the fun's over. Back. Okay, back to the grim shit. Yeah, back back to the grim shit. Yeah. Era, circling in on on what you were saying, like, specifically, like, uh, you know, I was thinking about like, yeah, Bill O'Neill's relationship to the FBI and this, um, and just the way that the state, uh, cuts corners, um, to manifest like their own perverse version of what justice is. I was thinking about that in the context of the relation, like the, the, the context in which we're introduced to O'Neill's character, how he, um, became an informant, how he was essentially, forced into the situation to um, to snitch on the Panthers. Um, but then I thought about that in the context of, like, other shit in this film, like the first time that, w- when they, they get Fred Hampton to go to jail. How, did, how, did the, how does the, the, the masterful machinations of state violence get the, the most dangerous man in America in their eyes to jail? They plant $71 of ice cream, ice cream on him. And I was, and I saw that shit, like the, and I was like, like, I was like, the nicest crime to go to jail. For. I was like, man, cops are so fucking dumb. Like, Holy shit! But then I kept watching, and I was like, oh wait, never mind. You know, yeah. Like you watch this shit, and Fred Hampton's like, what are you waiting for? It's like ice cream, ice cream, seventy-one dollars. So fucked up. Well, so fucked it's, up. Well, it's real quick, just to touch on that, Connor. Uh, the local, like, the FBI would infiltrate local cop uh what units i don't mm. even know what it, precincts. stations whatever precinct yeah barnyards uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> got him because Highbrow because shit. cops because <laughs> cops literally are fucking dumb yeah like uh you know so after so i went on like after watching this movie um I, I need to shout out. I think it's important to watch or pair this movie personally with uh, the documentary "The Murder of Fred Hampton" mm-hmm. because I that it. I haven't cause, yeah because it's phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. supposed yeah. to be yeah originally intended to be a film focusing on the Chicago uh, branch of the Black Party, mm-hmm. and then once Chairman Fred got murdered and assassinated um then it that became the fo- like the first half is sort of that original so wait, intent like, was this film made and, in like the like the 70s yeah yeah oh, it, so was made, it was made it was made before Shit. during okay and after his so assassination oh my God. where can i see that 
Uh, it's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. Oh Damn. fuck! I'm gonna watch that. Yeah. Okay. Um, if um, I can just watch it, yeah. if I if I can put, just put a fine point on what I was saying, like, oh, yeah. specifically <laughs> as it relates to ice cream, I, and I was thinking oh, about yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you just want um, ice cream on the mind. Uh, I just I was thinking about that. Um, every sort of sneaky rat fucking tactic that the FBI and the cops take in this film, in the context of the quotes that we get in the beginning, comparing the Black Panther Party to the Ku Klux Klan with, you know, like this, the the line specifically I'm thinking about is you can't cheat your way to equality. You can't cheat your way to equality. Fucking ridiculous. And and I think this, and and that's something that this film, uh, there's two things with that. Like one, I think this film does a really good job at, um, demonstrating the way that the FBI see themselves in American yeah. society yes. as as the sole arbiters of justice um, and that shit that continues to and this Freedom and equality, yeah. yeah. Um, and then the uh, secondary part to that was hearing that shit. I really hope that we, we as a country, and we're not going to as a consequence of this movie, uh, <laughs> can, move, can move past horseshoe theory finally. Because that's oh what I was God. thinking of exactly yes. when I was hearing that. Thank I was just like, the Lord. I was like, clearly, clearly far right extremism and far left political action are not one and the same, oh you God. fucking jabronis. No. Um, yes. crosses and the other one's feeding children in neighborhoods. Like, like come on now. And like, um,. I really, so um, like, I'm really interested to hear what you thought of um, Lakeith Stanfield in this film. Hmm. I liked. I really enjoy Lakeith. Mm-hmm. I really mm-hmm. enjoy Lakeith. I. I think one. I personally think it's a hard ass part to play. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a yeah. hard. Like, he had person. to get therapy afterwards. Yeah, like he had to go to fucking therapy. Really? Like, yeah, yeah, wow. like. That's Man, a hard fucking, especially like to truthfully explore that. Yeah, to truthfully explore that and like to come from who he is as a black man, mm-hmm. and like to play a role in which like, yeah, to play a, to play that role in yeah. what happened. Yeah, like I think that's hard. So I give him his props. I give him his props. Like, mm-hmm. um, and hopefully, uh, he can he can and other black actors can just. Do some happy go lucky shit. Yeah. <laughs> some rom coms. Do some concrete cowboy shit. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But like but like yeah, yes. I really I I enjoy Lakeith and I I don't know, it's always dope to see like to see Lakeith's progression. Mm-hmm. Like in everything that he does. Yeah. Uh cause he is such a specific he brings such a specific energy and it seemed like yeah. every time I just see him come from a different he angle feels, of that he feels electric yeah like, he but feels very like, subtle but like very, not like not like in a flamboyant way but like yeah. there's something like very sharp and like very cutting about yeah. how he i don't know he just is a very like i think he's one of my favorite working actors right now yeah. like i feel like every time i see him perform it's just like it feels like i don't like it feels just like i uh, seeing a yeah, real, a real person. It doesn't I just feel like yeah, I feel like I fuck with him as an artist, and I feel like that like I I can trust that he's coming from that place well, every time he does something. What are your What are your thoughts more specifically, not on the Keith Stanfield's yeah. performance, but on the 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 person that he played, William O'Neill, and how he kind of fit into and how he was used? Um, when it comes to that, I'm all. I I just really try to like 
Yeah, it's like it's like it's like no no judgment because like mm-hmm. I look at William and I see a victim of the same system that mm-hmm. that that Fred Hampton was a victim of, just in yeah. a different vein, S- different size of the same fucking coin, flipped by the same fucking man. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I I mean yeah, shout out to uh, his family mm-hmm. wherever they're at, or yeah, shout out to him, loved him. Um, and, but yeah, me personally, I don't like, I say that now, mm-hmm. like I say like, nah, I never do that shit. Mm-hmm. I could never do that shit. He probably would have said the same thing. Yeah. Like, so it's, it's just, he was a victim. Mm-hmm. He was a victim of this fucked up ass system that still exists today and, th- and is thriving. His, um, uh, his yeah. family themselves said that they think that, um, the quote, the quote that's, uh, from the Wikipedia article of <laughs> that, I, that I read last night uh, in preparation of this was uh, that he always felt that he uh, got in over his head, which is an understatement. It's um, a bit of an understatement, yeah. but like, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I hear what you're saying. Like, like I feel like he got into something that he didn't truly think through. we had no clue what was like, going on yeah, well, that's like, what they remember know. the first question like, that they fu- asked him is a- how did you feel about Dr. King dying? Yeah. They wanted to see where he stood politically and if he was like yeah. somebody who was aware of yeah. this shit. And he clearly was somebody like he knew who Martin Luther King was and he, you know, he's like but he's like I looked at them the same way I look at just he's a black hero like Muhammad Ali or something. He didn't really like pay attention to too much politically what was going on. So they preyed yeah. on that. Yeah, man. And they chose somebody yeah. who had no clue what they were even doing. Like they they had yeah. no clue and who needed help. Exactly. Yeah. And it's a, yeah, and yeah. it's a jungle, and it's it's absolutely even more despicable because it's just how the government creates, it, the state creates violence within our own communities and sets each other and sets each other against each other to destroy ourselves within, so that way they don't have to take the blame for it. Yeah, and that's also uh, <laughs> fuck Hollywood. Never mind, I ain't get back to that. I'm just like. Yo, like, like Hollywood is, like, because I heard, because the Lucas Brothers had, like, a tough time, like, getting this shit through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, everything yeah. Like that. and I'm like, if I'm on the outside, if I'm Hollywood looking on this, I'm like, oh, this is some shit that I'll fuck with. Like, like, yo, it, it can literally be a film for them to be like, yeah, look how powerful we are. Yeah. Because the thing is, they won. <laughs> the fil- yeah. like, like, the film ended with, like, us seeing them win. Yep. Like, that. Mm-hmm. And so, like, the I'm like, moment. damn, what was the, what was the holdup on getting this approved? Like, exactly. at the end of the day, y'all, yo, y'all being seen for what y'all really are at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Like, and we know it, you know it. Like, so mm-hmm. it's just like, yeah, it's just Hollywood. Like, like it's, it's Hollywood. Just, yeah, it's just bullshit. It's just bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. It's bullshit. Yeah. Couldn't see any way you would end this film with a happy ending. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like it's just like from the jump, you know, like you know how yeah, how you, it ends. You know how, know how the story ends. ends. Yeah, like it's you know. Judas I and think, the Black Messiah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think, I do think that like as a whole, net net value, I think just from the purely from the aspect of just a memorial of Fred Hampton. I think that this film being made is a very good thing. And I yes. think, I think it's a very good thing that Fred Hampton's story is being put out yep. to an audience of the size yes. because and I feel like his story has, has be been somewhere been suppressed for so long. Yeah. And like, I think yeah. he should be up there in the way we speak about Malcolm X and, Dar- and Dr. Martin Luther King oh, yes. and Angela yes. Davis. Like yes. he is one of the, greatest thinkers yes. this country has ever had yes. absolutely yes. and 
I think we have been so not like pejoratively we as a culture have been so afraid to address is because of what it says about our, what this story says about ourselves. What about America? Yes. And about our own state and what it does to anything that it fears. Yeah. And I think I'm just glad at least now it's been what, like 40 years now that his story is getting that kind of at least distribution and exposure and hopefully can inspire other artists and filmmakers to even explore, to explore not, no more biopics of Fred Hampton, but the ideas of Fred Hampton even further. Yeah. 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 And the fact that like, <clears throat> I think, you know, Astro, I was just thinking about what you were talking about earlier, which is that this sort of, uh, you know, in, even though this is like, obviously a very recent film, 20, 2021, uh, the ideas that are espoused that radicalism that was present in Fred Hampton's lifetime, uh, and that was present before his lifetime, uh, this story of, socialism not just like specifically in america is is not an old it's not a new one it's you know it's it's old there is historical precedent here and you know to that end and this is something i think that would be like immediately apparent to anybody who uh was not uh as fucking stupid as i am but i was just thinking about in the context of like you know we present we're presented with the panthers themselves providing uh free child care uh, free breakfasts, free free social services, like education, like within their communities, like that is, you know, like I was like, oh, like that's fucking mutual aid. That's that's anarchism. Yeah, that's yeah. that's yeah. That's yeah. that's yeah. that's yeah. that's community. This is this mantra that we you know I think has become more present mm-hmm. in, uh, you know, this past year, uh, specifically like you know in the wake of the pandemic and in the wake of this reckoning this conversation we've had about racial justice in this country is mm-hmm. we take care of we ourselves. We take care of ourselves. Yes, yes, exactly. We take care of each other. And and that shit we that we protect each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that shit is not new. Like the the, not. the the fucking, you know, the the Panthers were doing it then in in 71 um and we're still doing that shit today. And if anything that gives me uh like hope that that political uh operandi I uh that's a weird way to say that word. That political <laughs> operandi uh, that we see in the '70s, that we see today, has a his- has a history of working, has a history of providing for the people, and that that is the future. Like the future is the future is like anarcho communism. The future is that is the, is is community organization and provision to one another. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I'm saying, you know, and I'm not saying anything fucking radical or new here. But it's just something that we don't think about, is what oh, I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. Well, it's been done. It work. It's been done, and it's like what? Yeah. The re- and people say half the time like, it's been done, and anytime and people say, well, it didn't work. It didn't work. Why didn't it work? Because the state came in and stopped it. Exactly. Came exactly. in and blew up their offices. It came and yeah. torched it down, and kill. Um, kill. Exactly. Killed people. And just kill like, and and we do that not just in our own country but in other countries and in certain countries like Vietnam that decide to have their own different governments and try to interfere in Korea et cetera et cetera but um, yeah. with also what I thought was really um, important about this film is um, with the concept of socialism where it's like I feel like commonly in America and honestly many times rightfully so ideas like socialism or communism are associated with um either like either like you know the elitist hollywood or like white academics and like very like 
white or elite based and stuff. And I think showing figures like Fred Hampton shows that these ideas of socialism and mutual aid are not are applicable and can be done and executed within within our own communities in our country and that these are not that these ideas don't just have to be these neoliberal academic pipe dreams and that exactly. people have carried this out and not just like not just like these bullshit fucking white academics and shit like the most effective people socialists in this country have been black radicals so, and i think that this film is starting to show that even more woman. yeah yeah it's the reason we call it the immortal science you the know. immortal uh, science. This is this is exactly. shit that that transcend. You know, it, it it takes root in different places, and some people may not, you know, immediately call it Marxism or socialism, but that's what it is at the end of the day. You know, mm. they, like, exactly. Well, that was the thing though, but that he was he was somebody who is like, I am a socialist. Yeah, like, I am somebody who's like, there are two classes. There is the bourgeois and the proletariat. And he says, I don't. And he says, the end of the day, and he addressed at the root of how racism was used as a tool of capitalism in this country. He was saying yeah. that you have more alike with your working class white brothers than you do with the upper class. But the upper class has got us convinced that we hate each other. And so we're just going to fight and kill each other when really we all have the same enemy. Yeah. Yeah. The exactly. state and the bourgeois. Yep. And that's what he was trying to say. That was his whole idea of the Rainbow Coalition. Was that like yes. that black liberation was linked with the liberation of all the proletariat, and all the liberation of all the proletariat was intrinsically linked with the with the liberation of the black proletariat, and that was what he emphasized. And yup. <laughs> and that, and I feel like that, but exactly. And I feel like so many films though, when they taught when socialism is just not presented from that perspective. I mean, it's tried no. to, but it's always like presented from the position of like a white academic, or and I think showing somebody who is just so intelligent and just i mean like those scenes where he's teaching those classes and shit it's beautiful just like, so oh my god so it's yeah. just showing the level of and that's what i'm saying like scenes like that need to like emphasize how young this dude was yeah yeah, like, yeah. oh my god we, we keep talking too about uh the and i think it's important to note that now this film exists within that within this um I guess spectrum, but uh, like black radical cinema as well. Like mm-hmm. now, this movie exists as part of, and I think it's interesting um, because the story itself, you know, fo- focuses on um, the the informant. Uh, you know, from it's very much from the informant's perspective, but the story exists alongside. Uh, the spook who sat by the door, which is about a black man who joined the CIA and then yeah. leaves to conduct guerrilla warfare against the fucking government yeah. and the army and like mm-hmm. unites yeah. uh, all black America. Um, and then also uh, Born in Flames. Born in Flames is so good. So fucking good. Have you haven't seen, have you seen that uh, film? I, I have not seen oh, that Oh, that, that film yeah. is it's so amazing. Rad. Oh, let's, let's, let's I have let's that on DVD. It. We'll have to watch that Let's watch it. Let's watch it. I think we should, a, we should review that sometime, honestly. That's, that's a, a yeah. stay tuned, yeah. Yeah, that's a rat. That's a really rat. That's movie. a coming soon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then also, um, there's a 90s film by, I think it's, I think, Melvin Van Peebles is the dad, right? And Mario is the son. 
I think yes, yes. There's well, there's there's a uh, he Mario made uh, a movie called Panther, and what's interesting with that movie is it focuses like you know on uh, Huey P. Newton and and Bobby Seale and mm-hmm. the Oakland California branch, yeah. mm-hmm. but one one part of the plot line in there is Huey P. Newton. Uh, goes to one of the comrades in the Black Panther party. He's like, look, like at some point the cops or the CIA or whoever, they're going to come to you because, you know, you're, you came out of the army, you, you went to college, like, you know, you're quote unquote smart. They're intelligent. So they're going to try to go to you. Don't turn them down. And what's cool is like, you know, here we see the cia taking advantage and you know pretty much like we said earlier enslaving william o'neill and and what's nice about the pan the 90s panther movie is like huey p newton's just like this it's almost like a a grand scheme of his which is Mm -hmm. interesting and um this film yeah so now like very much in it's directed by marvin people's son uh I Mario? Think, n- n- yeah, it's Mar- Mario so, Van yeah, Peebles. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I need to see that. I've only seen one Van Peebles film, uh, Sweet Sweetback's Badass Revenge. Or oh, that's, that's so good. That's too. the only one I've seen that one. Have you seen that one? No. Absolutely. Yeah, y'all's got to give me a film list. That, yeah. Oh, that movie's absolutely wild. It's beautiful. It's Let's one get of the on first uh, films made by a black independent filmmaker, like okay. early 70s, really wild stuff. Okay. Soundtrack? Entirely by Earth, Wind, and Fire, dude. It's awesome. It's awesome. But that's all that's to say this exists in very much the same way that, you know, the black radical politics uh, have a huge role. This is part of the black radical film tradition as well. Have you seen, um, Mm. have you guys seen the um, Agnes Varda short doc on the Black Panther? Oh, so good. Have you seen Where is that? It was on Criterion Channel before, but I think it might be on YouTube. I'll try to find it. It's only like 15 minutes, so I'll try to actually find it. Okay. See if we can find it before we Me go. Sure. We can watch it right up there. It, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm going to try to find it. It's awesome. It's awesome. Okay, so if you can't find it, let me know. And I, I have the I Shit, have a link Criterion right channel. It's very... Oh, Agnes, you got like, the channel. Okay. The Ag- it's, it's, an in- it's so interesting because not only is... Agnes Agnes Varda is white, but she is a French white person making that made this film. <laughs> so it's very interesting. But she does a very good job. It's yeah, I, mean, I just thought that was like just no, that's what I'm statement. saying. It's yeah. so bizarre yeah. watching this film because it's so. I mean, you'll see. I'll let it speak for itself when you see it. But I think it's a very, very humanistic, like very like informed film and how it's made but it's just so bizarre like from the perspective it's made from right i know i was gonna say let's uh, i want to do i want to wrap it up i want to get like final sort of anyone's like sort of final impressions uh and then we'll talk about next week's film real quick we'll do oh uh, yeah we'll do you got it you got it you have your, it's my choice i mean like baby. i feel like i've made my peace with this i really like this film a lot uh, oh something i didn't really address um i love the usage of music in the film specifically yes there is the one piece used that was by rashawn roland kirk it's like the saxophone shit that like, yeah. you hear when you like the very beginning of the film like, like mm-hmm. that shit was so rad that's from like a fucking like deep cut that's some deep cut jazz shit they're throwing in there i was like mm. when i heard that i was like damn mm. great i really enjoyed it like i mean i think you know it wasn't 
I don't think this film. I, I viewed this film more as like a testament to Fred Hampton's story more than like judging it as a piece of like cinematic art or whatever. And so like I I I, I didn't really analyze it from that perspective, and I don't really feel like it because I just feel like. My my end of the day, my perspective is, is like I'm really glad that a movie like this is at least being made today, and hopefully, yes, in the years to come, something like this will seem trite. Yeah, yeah. Malik. Um, yeah, I will close by basically saying the same thing. Like I, I am so happy that this movie got made, and I just want to say, just to like emphasize, like just how like uh. The black women in that movie mm. held that yes. shit yes. together. Held that yes. shit together, and oh like, and like, and like Dominique Fishback. Oh, you going? You just gonna continue to hear her mm-hmm. name everywhere. Um, Who is she in that? Uh, she's uh, Deborah James. Yeah. Je- Deborah Jones. Oh, sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's so good. Yeah, she's so fat. good. She, Fucking fantastic. She's the mother of the child. Um, yeah. And yeah, yeah, just the black women. Yeah. I wanted to say something on that. Actually, I loved that part. When they first meet at the speech, and she like mm. criticizes his speech about yeah. saying how he needs a speechwriter, <laughs> and how she's a poet. Yeah. It's so rad though because yeah, she's like so that's, right about how so important beautiful. language is. And Fred over the years became so powerful yeah. with language, and that wouldn't have like, happened. I without feel like, her. without her, without her, and yeah. that I feel like that was. I love that part. Yeah. I love that so much. Yeah. She was so incredible. Yeah. Her character was inc- just such a strong... And it's this thing like, yeah, it's so it's so easy because like it is because it's Judas and the Black Messiah. Exactly. So you gonna exactly. focus on Judas and the Black Messiah. Mm-hmm. But you forget like who like oh, ah yeah, it's no, like it's, so often forgot like exactly. those like black like, women God. are the leaders of the movement yes. of the revolution yes. since the beginning of whatever revolution we've been talking about. Amen. Mm-hmm. There's been a black woman behind it. So Preach. I just wanna end on that note. Yeah. Thank you. That was yeah, ex- yeah. yes. Yeah. Uh, era boom just to piggyback off of uh malik's comments about uh black women and revolutionaries uh the dominique fishback uh the scene in the bedroom where Mm. um daniel kaluuya is going through her poems and whatnot Mm. so that uh whether that actually happened or not, you know, who's to say, but mm-hmm. what's interesting is that Dominique Fishback as Deborah Johnson, uh, like made that, created that poem during the filming of the movie. Really? Mm-hmm. Holy shit. And yeah. Wow. yeah and so, yeah, man. so like that notebook was, was like wow. actually hers and they decided to like <sighs> include that scene. That's um, awesome. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Really, really cool. And so uh but but yeah, uh great movie. Um you know, I I think um like I said at the beginning, uh you know, it's understandable some of and some are, you know, are some of the criticisms are valid, but this movie does need to be watched. It yep. does need to yeah. be yep. needs to be viewed. Uh, this, you know, the story needs to be told. You know, uh, whether or not, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, it's Hollywood. so much to say. It's hard to say, but, as but Hollywood, uh, as Hollywood goes, this is rad. Yeah, yeah. I love but, um, seeing black people win. Period. Yes. So. Definitely. Yeah. RT. That's that's, that's, that's <laughs> RT 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 RT. Uh, I uh, I'm gonna list on I, I 
yeah great great ending points um my yeah. shit's my shit's a little bit more flippant as usual to try to end on a little bit of humor uh one one thing i wanted to say was that the note that the fbi wrote to disseminate under the under the banner of the black panthers mm. reminded me of every like stan twitter user who uses aave on like to say mm. child and stuff yeah, like that like yeah. just like the most ham-fisted oh yeah where they're like trying to figure out if he's just, like dig in or whatever like, yeah <laughs> i was the like words. it's just like, like the sock puppet twitter account yeah, or whatever yeah, like, also like, another shout out happening. to martin sheen letting himself look like absolute shit in this movie <laughs> god he looked like a, a corpse as fucking hoover like god he was a perfect villain in this yeah. thing yeah. thank you for letting them just make you look so bad or if that's how you look you look i'm great, pretty martin. sure that's how he looks <laughs> you're looking great martin and as a, as a as a final note if you if you saw any sort of uh semblance of the the violence that the state is capable of um i would like to just you know dedicate this podcast episode to anybody who called me fucking crazy for using the telegram app and encrypted messaging over the past year because they're watching you <laughs> Got they're fucking watching you, <laughs> you know they're don't forget it that's all i want to say what's wrong with signal part, what's wrong with what signal? about signal no signal's fine yeah. too i'm just saying use encrypted <laughs> yeah so don't let the state see that shit get don't a vpn yeah, now get a vpn go to nordvpn don't forget the codes for the nft it's your social security numbers <laughs> uh, red hampton four. nfts and uh, what's the next week's movie yeah All thanks right. for joining everyone next week we are next going week. To, next week we are going to be watching uh david robert mitchell's under the silver lake 2011 film about uh the uber rich uh running around the sicko town that we know as los angeles and yeah. uh, and andrew garfield's the best spider-man uh is oh the, my is, god don't even say that is the main character and it's uh yeah no this this one i picked mainly for my good pal astros uh mk ultra brain oh, are you gonna get me talking about mk ultra next yeah. time yeah so I ain't gonna show. it's gonna be a two-hour episode for real oh yeah oh yeah for real it's gonna for be for real uh, also, wait, wait, wait. Also, want to thank Malik for coming oh, on yeah. to thank the pod this thank week. Thank you all for Our first me. ever guest. Hell yeah. Killing it with that. the yeah, best hot takes ever. Yeah. The best, the best pre-show blunts. <laughs> I'm going to cut that out. <laughs> <laughs>